Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets, the CBS 21 weather podcast. I am meteorologist Steve Knight. Hope you've had a great week. Uh, in terms of a weather week, it has certainly been uh, an interesting week and a very welcomed week, at least in terms of finally seeing some rain here in uh, central PA. I think everybody realizes that, you know, we had gotten ourselves into the point where we were in moderate drought throughout central PA and, you know, a lot of burn bans uh, were in effect, uh, that type of thing. But boy, it is certainly nice to be talking about a flip in the pattern and to talk about the idea that we do have rain throughout central PA. Of course, this podcast is always dropping on your Friday afternoon and it is a dreary Friday afternoon as I record this podcast. Um, so, you know, we're talking about not only uh, more rain chances during your Friday evening, but then over the course of the weekend, some pop-up showers and thunderstorms and just more of a real like summer-like pattern where, you know, I think the weekend itself you know, that's always the big question this time of year. You know, am I going to be able to get in my outdoor weekend plans? Uh, obviously, there's a lot of stuff that's uh, going on outdoors. Another big car show in Carlisle with our friends at Carlisle Events. And uh, we've got just enough people that are going to be heading over to Giant Center tomorrow uh, for the big Calder Cup celebration. It'd be nice if folks could, uh, you know, park and at least get into the Giant Center without having to deal with uh, it pouring outside or there being any kind of thunder and lightning. And, and look, uh, we're going to have hit or miss showers and thunderstorms over the course of the weekend, but, you know, only about a, you know, 20 to 30 percent chance at any given time that one is popping up uh, in your backyard. So uh, go ahead with all of the outdoor plants here this weekend. Just be aware that we're talking about pop-up showers and storms. Now, in terms of rainfall amounts, as always, situations like this, and we talk about scattered showers, uh, there have been some haves and some have-nots. But I, I just looked at the numbers, and at least officially at HIA, where our records are kept, we are closing in on an inch of rain extending back to, you know, when this rain started to move in on uh, Wednesday night. Actually didn't have a whole lot of rain through the day on Thursday. It was cloudy. It was damp and drizzly at times. Uh, but uh, boy, Friday morning uh, did bring us a, a pretty good dose of rain in many spots throughout central PA. And uh, that shower activity will continue kind of off and on. Uh, some of the areas that didn't get as much rain over the last 48 hours are Lancaster and Lebanon counties. Uh, only around a tenth of an inch of rain in many spots, particularly like northern Lancaster and then into Lebanon County. Um, but the good news is kind of the setup, and that's generally how it usually works, is this stuff moving from west to east. When we look at the longer range models heading into next week, which, of course, is going to bring us even more shower and thunderstorm chances, um, the trend is for the higher rainfall amounts to be in eventually places like Lancaster and Lebanon counties. Bottom line is that at least everybody has seen some moisture here. And uh, boy, do we need it. And we need it really across the state. We're not alone in terms of our drought concerns, because this is something that is extending across the entire state of Pennsylvania. And uh, everybody, uh, thanks to this area of low pressure off to our south, has been at least banking a little bit of rain, a little bit of moisture here over the course of the last 48 hours or so. And then this unsettled pattern continues uh, into next week. So the weekend itself, we're talking about pop-up showers, isolated storms, uh, but go ahead with the outdoor plans. And then into next week, there's an even stronger cold front coming through uh, on Monday. And I think that's probably our next best chance for any kind of uh, a line of severe weather or severe storms. 
uh, that will be possible on Monday. So we're going to take a, a look at that. Look, I always say it only takes one. And there's always that possibility that any given thunderstorm, considering the updraft winds, uh, could at least, you know, hyper-local uh, cause some issues, whether that's, you know, wind damage, uh, hail damage, uh, or even just the kind of heavy downpours that uh, lead to very hazardous driving and uh, lead to localized areas of flash flooding. Um, I know there were a few accidents a Friday morning along uh, 81 in Dauphin County, and at times that rain was coming down at a pretty good clip. Um, as I understand it, uh, it was an accident involving a couple of the tractor trailers and uh, perhaps an overturned tractor trailer. Don't know this for a fact, obviously, uh, but look, you know, anytime we're talking about accidents along 81 involving tractor trailers, and it was raining pretty good at the time that uh, those accidents happened. Obviously, one of the first things that you would look at is uh, was, you know, weather a factor here? Was hydroplaning a factor here? It's funny. I was out running some errands on Friday morning uh, after the CBS 21 News this morning morning show. And I noticed some of the signboards that were up as I was merging onto 81 from uh, the West Shore on 11 and 15. And uh, the signboards from PennDOT basically were flashing and saying, you know, watch out, you know, uh, poor visibility possible, ponding on the roadways possible, basically just giving everybody a heads up to, hey, take it easy, slow it down out there. And we all know uh, what a busy truck corridor Interstate 81 is. The other thing that happened this week weather-wise was that uh, the tropics started to get cranked up a little bit. Uh, and we had two named storms here this week. And uh, going down the list, uh, we got to uh, Brett, uh, which is a tropical storm, even as we speak, and forecast to stay a tropical storm and uh, kind of make its way just north of uh, South America and head towards Central America. And the latest guidance kind of has Brett fizzling out, falling apart a little bit, running into some really strong wind shear. And wind shear is not good uh, for hurricanes. Well, it's good in terms of it weakens them. Uh, but, it, you know, for if if a tropical storm, if, if something starts out as a tropical storm and wants to become a hurricane when it grows up, uh, one of the things that is going to stun its growth is wind shear. And uh, a lot of wind shear right now. I was reading up about the conditions in and around Brett every morning. Uh, this time of year, especially when it's active, um, the National Weather Service, anybody can find it. Uh, they've got a link uh, to NOAA, and there's entire forecast discussion pages uh, regarding what's going on with anything that's active in the tropics or anything that they're watching. They're very interesting to read if you like weather, um, and you'll learn a lot about you know hurricane formation, uh, what leads to a hurricane becoming stronger and what leads to, you know, a, a hurricane becoming weaker. And uh, one of the things that uh, Brad is running into is a lot of wind shear right now that is weakening uh, that storm system. So uh, we had Brett, which I believe Brett became a name storm hmm, Monday or Tuesday. It was definitely this week. Can't remember if it was Monday during the day or Tuesday during the day, but uh, at either rate. Um, now we have Cindy. Cindy formed overnight Thursday into Friday as a tropical storm. Cindy is going to actually take a different path from Brett, even though they have uh, very similar origins uh, coming off of the uh, western coast of Africa. But Cindy right now, while Brett stayed well south of places like Puerto Rico, Haiti, and the Dominican Republic, Cindy is going to make a bit of a right-hand turn and stay well to the north of uh, Puerto Rico, Haiti, the Dominican Republic, Cuba, 
Bahamas could have some issues. But here's the good news on Cindy is that all of the long-range modeling right now keeps Cindy out to sea uh, away from the United States, what we always call a fish storm. So you always get nervous when you see a storm that, you know, has that takes that turn off of the coast of Africa and makes that turn uh, where it is at least churning toward uh, the Atlantic coast of the United States. That's when you start to get a little bit nervous. And what you need to steer these hurricanes out to sea and keep them away from the United States is, you know, a wave of fronts that are moving from west to east across the U.S., uh, the bad scenario uh, is when a hurricane starts heading toward the Atlantic seaboard and there is not a frontal boundary coming from the West across the United States to literally push it and keep it out to sea. But it does look like that is going to happen here uh, with Cindy. It's still obviously early in the uh, hurricane season. I'll be curious to see as of right now, and this will likely change at some point, but as of right now, uh, the modeling for Cindy, which runs into early next week, keeps it as a tropical storm. Why it's going to be interesting is because uh, will wind shear be a factor? And the other thing is how warm are those ocean temperatures just yet? Bear in mind, peak hurricane season occurs uh, late summer, uh, early fall. Uh, September is when we tend to get some really nasty hurricanes because it takes that long for ocean temperatures to reach their peak. After the heating of the summer, ocean temperatures really start to reach their peak late August and into September, and it's that warm water that really fuels a hurricane. So I think the water is probably fairly cool at this point, uh, considering we haven't had any you know, major heat spells, that type of thing. So between wind shear and water temperature, uh, this will be a little bit of a test balloon, as it were, as we watch Cindy into next week and uh, see how much Cindy is uh, going to strengthen. So I'm going to tell you guys a little quick story about my life this week, as we uh, often like to let you behind the curtain here uh, on the podcast and what's going on at CBS 21 and uh, letting you behind the curtain here this week. It was an interesting week for me because um, those of you that are regular CBS 21 viewers, you know that uh, my co-anchor Candace Scalise uh, in the mornings is pregnant and she is uh, seven months pregnant. And um, right now, uh, as we go through kind of these early summer months, we don't consistently have a morning reporter that is uh, scheduled on the morning show. So um, I had discussed it uh, previously with my boss, Brian, our news director here at CBS 21, who is a huge fan of weather, by the way, a major weather nut, uh, which we appreciate. But uh, I just kind of discussed it with him like, you know, Candace, uh, through her pregnancy, has had some issues where very typical, right? Anybody that knows uh, a woman that has gone through a pregnancy, they know that, uh, you know, a lot of times early mornings are not a good time in terms of feeling well. And, you know, it, it's kind of an unwritten rule when you work the morning shift that if you really aren't feeling well, the earlier you call off, the better off everybody's going to be. In other words, if you can call off the night before, um, then it gives, you know, the everybody a chance to kind of, and particularly those that, uh, you know, handle moving personnel, a chance to kind of, you know, move the chess pieces around the board and 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 get the shift covered. You know, this this isn't one of those jobs uh when you're in broadcast, especially if you're an anchor or if you do what I do, you know, you you know the show must go on. Um you know, we we can't just say, well, uh you know, sorry folks, uh Steve Knight's not feeling good this morning, therefore we're not going to have any weather for you. Doesn't work that way. 
there always has to be a plan in place. But um, into the summer months here and with our, our our crew a little bit thin, especially in the mornings, um, you know, the, the backup plan uh, in case Candace was to have an issue during the early morning hours and, you know, wasn't able to call off the night before was that uh, I was going to have to jump into the uh, the news anchor chair and uh, give it a go and uh, do uh, news and weather. And that, of course, does include traffic as well and uh, kind of be a one man show. And that scenario played out on Thursday morning. I was uh, getting out of the shower. My phone started blowing up. This was at about three o'clock in the morning. Uh, and, uh, it was a uh, text from a few different people, including Candace, uh, being extremely apologetic and, and essentially saying, Steve, I'm really sorry, but I, I can't do this today. I'm really not feeling well. And look, this is Candace's, uh, first child, first pregnancy. And, um, I'm so excited for her and she's a friend, um, you know, off, off screen. Uh, she's definitely a friend and definitely somebody that I care about personally. So, I was not annoyed. I wasn't like, oh, come on, Candace, you know, let's go. You can do this. I was more concerned for her. And, um, you know, I kind of thought it through uh, ahead of time, knowing that this was a possibility. And, um, you know, one thing I have on my side uh, is the fact that I just have so much experience in doing this and I've been doing it for so long that, you know, I wasn't scared. Uh, it wasn't something where I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? Like I'd kind of thought about it in case it had happened. And I'd kind of thought through in my brain, like how I could do it, like literally not just, uh, you know, performing on air and, and, and being the news person and, and then also delivering the weather and then, you know, and everything that goes with that. But there's the logistics of it all of, you know, there's camera movement, there's the prompter, there's being in the right place at the right time, making sure that the prompter's in the right place, that, you know, all the things that you would kind of rely on others for, or a one-person job. But I had kind of thought a lot of that through as well. So, and the other thing too, with just with my experience, I, I also realized that, you know, uh, the show was going to start at 5 a.m. and the show was going to end at 7 a.m. Period. End of story. In in between there, there would be some commercial breaks. And if there ever was a time where it became a total train wreck, um, all the wheels came off the cart. I didn't know what we were, where we were going next in terms of what story was next, or I didn't understand what video was up because it didn't match the story I was reading. All of those things that can happen that can really derail a newscast. Um, I also knew that it wouldn't be the end of the world. And, you know, back when I was a younger broadcaster, I mean, I would have, I would have looked at it as, oh my gosh, like, you know, this better go well, uh, you know, and if it doesn't, I'm going to be mortified. I'm going to be so embarrassed. I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. I have learned over the course of time and the course of experience that life goes on. And the other thing too is that, and I I tell young people all the time that come into this business and I can tell when they're really nervous because you get too nervous when you do this and it, you, you make mistakes. It's like anything else. If you're too nervous on the first tee when you go to play golf, that's when you hit one into the woods, you know, and it, it's a hard thing to do, right? It's, it's a hard thing to do anything when you feel those nerves. And, you know, I tell young people in this business all the time, hey, 
I, this is what I, I literally say this all the time. Relax. Okay. We're putting on a newscast here. What we aren't doing is open heart surgery. Okay. No one is going to die if things go wrong. Okay. So if we make mistakes, we correct them as soon as we can. You know, uh, we apologize to our viewers for those mistakes and we move on because guess what? The viewers are going to move on with their lives as well. And it's not the end of the world. And my philosophy too, is that, you know, if something were to go wrong, the best thing you can do is just be completely honest with the audience, right? Don't try to cover it up. Uh, don't have an awkward moment. You know, and, and I knew in my head before we started that newscast that if something completely went wrong, totally off the rails, and you, you get to a point, and, and it's happened to me in my experience in newscasts, you get to a point where the only way to get out of the predicament that you're in is to call for a commercial break. And I've seen it on other stations. Um, I feel bad when it happens. It's happened here where... You know, everything is so out of sync with the video, the scripts, everything. It's what we call a train wreck, a complete and total train wreck in the middle of the newscast where all you can actually do is say, I tell you what, folks, we're having a few technical difficulties here and we're going to take a break and get things straightened out. Uh, do us a favor and stay with us. And then you get in the commercial break and then you've got that time. Uh, hopefully it's not a 90 second break. Some of our breaks are only 90 seconds. Hopefully it's more like a, a two or if you're really lucky, it's a three minute break. And that's you basically hit the reset button on everything. And that gives you enough time to get everything back together. It's almost like, you know, uh, conducting an orchestra. And, you know, if, if it gets out of sync and the strings are going here and, and, you know, and everybody just gets out of sync, you just go, okay, stop. Okay. Everybody reset. You know, where were we at? Where were we at in the sheet music? Okay. You know, and we, we've got a minute here to kind of regroup here and, and think about why we got out of sync. And when we, you know, and now in 60 seconds, we're going to take it from the top and we're going to get back in sync and everything's going to continue on. And you just kind of count yourself in and that's counting, counting in from the commercial breaks and three, two, one, and here we go and we reset the deck. But the, the best thing you can do in those situations is just be honest with the audience and say, hey, look, you know, okay, folks, we're back. Apologize for those technical issues that we had. I think we're back on sync now. Let's talk about our next story, which is that X, Y, and Z. Um, so, you know, going into it, I, I kind of knew that what's the worst thing that can happen, right? Uh, the newscast completely goes off the rails and into the ditch. And I just hit the reset button and uh, we come back from commercial break and, and we go from there and, and, you know, and try to get better. Um, thankfully, none of that happened. Uh, you, you know, was it an award-winning newscast? Of course not. Um, but, you know, we got through it. And, you know, the reward afterwards, I think, for everybody that's involved in the morning show was, wow, you know, um, we, you know, the show must go on. Uh, we only had Steve here. Uh, obviously, I had a great supporting cast of characters behind me, including my producers who write the news. Um, but, you know, it's, you know, the show must go on. So the show did go on. And thankfully, we got through it, like I said, without any major, major issues, which was certainly a, a, a real good thing. 
So I want to thank all of my morning compadres for helping me get through a morning that uh, could have been a lot more interesting than it actually turned out to be. And I want to thank those folks. I did put a post up on social media of, of me sitting in the anchor chair, holding two different remotes, one for weather and one for traffic, which normally normally we have the person who's working at the alert desk, the alert center, uh, handle the traffic. We didn't have that covered as well. So I was doing news, weather, traffic, two remotes, uh, running the prompter with my left foot uh, as we went along. But thank you to uh, so many people reached out um, on social media and just said, hey, you know, you, you pulled it off. You did a good job, which, you know, I certainly, certainly did uh, appreciate that. And uh, thank you to those who who did reach out. So let's talk about where we're heading next, uh, as we always do when we wrap up uh, our podcast here. And as of this point, this unsettled pattern is going to continue into next week, which is a good thing, right? I mentioned that stronger cold front that's going to come our way on Monday. And I think that's our next best chance for maybe any widespread chances for severe storms or severe weather. So stay tuned on that. We'll keep you informed on that here over the course of the weekend. And we still have uh, pop-up showers, thunderstorms in your forecast through the middle of next week. I was uh, just looking at uh, the American GFS model and uh, it likes the idea that a lot of spots could see two inches of rain before all is said and done. And that may be downplaying it a little bit because those areas that get some of these uh, heavier downpours, good chance that they will do better than that. Remember, our rainfall deficit for the year sits at five and a half inches. So whatever rain that we can get here uh, will continue to chip away at that deficit. And it's also a good thing because of some of these burn bans that are going on, there's a lot of questions about fireworks. And look, if we had continued to stay dry uh, there was a chance that uh, not only would there be a ban on, you know, using personal fireworks at your home, sparklers, that type of thing. Uh, but there was a chance that maybe some fireworks displays, the big fireworks displays would uh, not go off. Uh, as it stands, I think as we sit here today, I think uh, a permit is still going to be required at this point for there to be actual fireworks shows, i.e. what you'd see at the Harrisburg Senators or the county park or that type of thing. I think they're going to need permits um, in some areas to have those fireworks displays. But hopefully with this rain that we're picking up here uh, this weekend and into next week, that will ease uh, a lot of those concerns. No real major spikes in the heat that are going to be sustained through next week. So that is a good thing. Uh, you know, we'll keep an eye on things. Let me just take while I've got you guys here. If you're still hanging in and listening with me, I certainly appreciate it. But I want to just actually pull up one thing and take a look at a long range temperature model just to kind of get a gauge of where we might be heading here over the course of the back half of June and at least into uh, July. And I got to tell you, just a quick glance here while I'm talking and speaking it right now looks like there'll be no major, major heat waves. I, I just don't see a, a big outbreak in any kind of heat wave here for the back half of June. And then, which of course, you know, we're already, already getting very, very close to the uh, 4th of July. But if, you know, if I had to throw a dart right now, I would say the first half of July is trending, uh, generally speaking, mid to upper 80s, not mid to upper 90s. So uh, there'll probably be a few days in there where we flirt with the 90s, that type of thing. But at least through July 15th, I, I just don't see a sustained big-time heat wave. Obviously, that can change. 
Uh, but uh, the one thing, as we started out with the podcast talking about, is just how grateful we are to have this flip in the pattern where we've got more and more rain chances. And, of course, those rain chances will continue here over the course of the uh, of the weekend. Well, listen, folks, I appreciate you tuning in as you do each and every week to It's Raining Mets. Thanks for letting me tell you a little story about what my life was like here at CBS 21 as uh, I went through the week. And, uh, you know, it's it's the broadcast business. It'll throw you curveballs, but you got to adapt and take that curveball and try to at least uh, hit a little flare single uh, to the right side of the infield. So we appreciate you tuning in and uh, enjoy your first full weekend of summer temperatures in the 80s you'll get in the outdoor plants with some sunshine but hey it's summertime so keep that eye to the sky thanks for listening to another edition of it's raining mets